Hello, and welcome to the Hobby Happy Hour with me, Bob. And my good self, Jono. In today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest for actually the second time. Um, we are joined by Mark. Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's going good. It's going really good. We've Obviously, this is a very professional outfit. We've got you on the show. Uh, we've invited you here. We've had no technical difficulties this morning. It's all been absolutely fantastic and going off exactly as planned. So, yeah, it's funny. The first time I was on the show, I think it was like episode two or three, and there was less technical difficulties back then than today. So I don't know what you guys are doing. It's working wonders over there. It's uh, getting worse. <laughs> it's We're going backwards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Episode two. Um, it's like I think so. Yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, two years so, ago. So you you just introduced him as Mark. Yeah, I think that I think that's a bit of a disservice to him. Oh, sorry. Go you go then, John. No, no, no. I'm not the. I'm. The, I don't run the show. Yeah, but you failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, no, we are joined today by Mark of Lawhammer fame. Um, it's wonderful to have you here. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys. I'm truly honored to be on another show. It's been, uh, it's always fun. It's always fantastic. It's sure as heck is. Um, I was like legit, like giddy last night, like trying to go to bed, like <laughs> get to talk about four games. More, like, <laughs> I know, right? Um, ah, oh, you shucks. Um, yeah, and I think I'd like to start this. I'd like to start off this conversation by talking about the thing that brought us all together to begin with, and that's Lawhammer. I mean, that's how. This all started for me. That's how I met Jono. So how did Lawhammer start for you, Mark? How did it begin? Man, like, I've been in the hobby for a long time now, since, like, 2001. And uh, when you're in the hobby for so long, you see so many people come and go, and people wax and wane in the hobby, and you're always trying to get people to kind of get back in, you know? And it was kind of at one of those stages where there was a lull in my 40k people where I'm sitting alone in my garage it's dark it's just me painting minis so i had to start a new recruitment drive mm -hmm. so i was kind of thinking like yeah like i want to reach out to people and reaching out on kijiji you know it's just not good i'm um, getting weirdos in my garage it's just not good i gotta find a better source so i kind of i kind of yeah just you know like in my personal life i listen to a lot of podcasts and i, I always you know i kind of get involved in some of those communities so i th kind of thought maybe that'd be a nice way to kind of get something happening yeah, that's really cool. I think I remember you saying that as well. I'm sure I remember hearing it's um it was your way of just trying to start like a little a little community. Is that what you sort of planned yeah. in the beginning? Yeah, like I remember when we first started, me and Eric were like, okay, after a year, what would what would blow our mind? I'm like, man, if I had a hundred people listening, that would blow my mind. That'd be totally worth doing. I'd keep doing it. Like that was kind of our requirement. <laughs> so Low bar, I guess, or I don't know, but... <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but what happened? I mean, where, like, how many fans do you think you ended up with? Man, I that's the one thing. After the first million downloads, I, I stopped looking. Um, it's yeah. one of those crazy things where it's just like, you can't, you can't do it to yourself. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a little rundown on Lorehammer. It was, a, it was the biggest 40k podcast in the world for a couple years, so... Uh, we did it for five years, me and my co-host, Eric, and uh, we had a couple other kind of hosts with us. We had Jordan, we had Christian a lot of times. Um, the show is a lore podcast, but I think what made it truly special was it was just friends hanging out. And, you know, much like your vibe, it's just dudes hanging out, talking 40k. It's not like, you know, you're scrolling through TikTok or you're watching YouTube videos 
and guys are just talking to you like your children. Oh, the emperor of mankind. You know, they put on this show. And I think while that can be fun, I think people are looking for connection. I think that's what truly made 40K Lorehammer kind of special. And even like you guys are saying, that's how you two met and now became friends. Like, it's this community thing of 40K that all brings us together. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's weird. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. And it's how many people are actually into Warhammer, um, like Warhammer, Warhammer 40k. And when you actually start a conversation, like I'm, I'm sort of infamous now amongst people that know me as the Warhammer guy. Um, nice. <laughs> it's like, um, and you may how people will start going. Oh, actually, um, I have a Nurgle army. <laughs> like, it's like, what? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. The amount of people who are actually into it and all you've got to do is kind of just mention it and you see the little eyes light up and they're like, oh my God, can we, yeah. can we talk about this? Am I allowed to, are we allowed to? Is this okay? <laughs> We're in public. Where's the basement? Quick, get to a basement. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and that's the interesting thing. Like I've noticed, you know, over the, over the course of my 20 years, it's obviously getting more popular. And even now we're getting another huge, like, uh, mainstream push. Mm. Like, we're getting some movie adaptions, even GW's releasing more videos and stuff. Like, there's definitely a mainstream push that's happening. Oh, yeah. I, and I, for one, am very, very, very excited about it. Um, I mean, what are your... What are you hoping to see from that? Because, like, the TV series, what are you what are you hoping it, it looks like? I, I have no hopes, I think. And not, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but I just don't want to put anything on it because I feel like if I put any of my own imprint on it, then I'm going to be disappointed. I got to approach it as like um, um, uh, like a listener lore, like an individual story. Judge it by its own merit. Don't go into it with any intentions or hopes or thoughts, you know. Henry Calville, is he going to make a good Space Marine? I don't know. I don't care. I don't want to think about that. Like, I just want it to be a fresh, you know, individualized thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I yeah. think that's probably a very wise way of going into it. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to try not to dwell on it too much. Um, Because yeah. I... uh, it's never going to be anything that any of us picture. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just, we all have our own unique individual look on 40K. And that's okay. Yeah, 100%. Um... I know, I said I wasn't going to, I'm going to, um, I know when me and Johnny were talking about it, like, I'd like to see it as an animation. I'd like no. to see it as an animation by the same guy that did Primal and like. No. Dexter's Laboratory and Samurai Jack. That's the one. No. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like, I, I appreciate your thought process, but no. No. What would you want to <laughs> see? What, what's, what would you I, like I, to I, I, I remember like when it came out, I was just like, there is, I, I look at it now the same way, like Mark's did, like, mm -hmm. as a blank canvas, no expectations, whatever. Like, yeah, it's a milestone uh, tick in the box that we're getting this, but like, <clears throat> I have, I have fears that like, it can be restricted by budget, by CGI, by all that sort of shit. So I, I, we've talked about this before on the podcast, like, Whatever it's done, it just has to be done well. And I think that really boils down to the writing. Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. the only, I suppose for me, the only thing that makes me worried, I think, is if they try and do too much. Because there's so mm -hmm. many stories to tell in like the Warhammer 40k universe. So many stories to tell. And how can I put it? 
I feel like if you try to talk about too much of it, you just won't have time. So you'll do it all the disservice. I'd like them to just maybe like ignore the nids, maybe just focus on like a chaos bit, a bitty of chaos or something. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I, I I understand, but like the thing is like like I said before, where do you start in the Warhammer forty K universe? Like you if you start at Heresy or like the Great Expansion or whatever the fuck it was, the Great Crusade or blah blah blah, it's a long time worth of shows to get up to forty K. Or do they do Imperial Guard and Human? Like, you know what I mean? But, like, when when it comes back to the writing, like, it's... If they get some, like, of the novel writers on, like, you know, Graham McNeil, mm-hmm. ADB, um, oh, some of the other dudes, like, you know, like... And it doesn't get, like, uh, sort of... How would you say? I was trying to say it in a nice way, but... <laughs> doesn't get, like, fucked around by producers, which Amazon has a really, 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 like bad track record of letting it happen yeah you know then yeah whatever that's cool but yeah i don't know i don't I'm... open minds i think that's what we need yeah. i think you're right it's important keep an open mind i i know me personally whatever they do i'll be happy with i think there's yeah there's yeah, exactly nothing like... they can put out that i won't absorb if that makes sense i will yeah happily digest any warhammer content that they give me and it's like, like in past movies and stuff that they've done, like people, like they get slammed by the critics and like Rotten Tomato scores and all that. But like, I still enjoy movies like that. Like I enjoyed the Warcraft movie and it got absolutely fucking shat on. I like, I was like, you know what? I like it. Like, I don't care what the masses say. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, I don't like getting told not to like something or to <laughs> like something. Like, that's why I hate Avatar. <laughs> fucking shit. Hittest movie ever, man. What? Why? What? You don't like blue cat people with hair to have sex? sex? (laughs) No, like, the hype over Avatar was just like, oh, it's the greatest movie you've ever seen. I gotta go see it. I went went and saw it and I sat there and I just went, this is fucking shit, man. Like, and then, and then, like, the whole hair into fucking species sex with your hair. I'm like, I was like, okay, so it's just basically yeah. like alien Pocahontas with hair sex. That's... I don't want to be it's here anymore in this cinema. I, I mean, if that's what you're into, uh, I like. We're not yeah. kink shame. That's not what we're about here. Like, if that's your, if that's your jam. Forty k podcast. What the? <laughs> <laughs> We've segued. We have segued. That's that has happened. Um, we we are the, the number one segueing podcast in the world. But anyway, you're right. Avatar aside. Avatar aside. <laughs> shit movie. Fuck right. shit. Yes, it is. But anyway, Graham McNeil. I feel like, Mark, you've got a a little a little knowledge of this guy. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll jump back to Lorehammer. So we did it for five years. And uh, it was interesting, kind of all the little accolades that we kind of joked about getting when we started, but had no actual way of doing it but yeah on our final episode we actually had graham mcneil on and we talked to him for an hour and a half and it was crazy man like that dude wrote the first codex i picked up the first tau codex you know it was like that dude started this whole adventure for me you know yeah that's uh that's a real nice full circle moment as well isn't it yeah it's really beautiful yeah yeah, no, it was it was truly a, a one of those things where it's like I can't believe I'm talking to this dude. 
illegally. Mine, mine. <laughs> by choice. He's here by choice. <laughs> yeah, no, that's wild. I mean, it's a big name. Do you know what I mean? Um, yes. The, the, I mean, the size of the community that you built is tremendous. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I, like I say, me and Jono, we met through your through your Discord community. And now look at us. We, I mean, we have our own little Discord community um, yeah. for our beautiful Patreons. Thank you again, beautiful Patreons. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's such a, like, when you think about it over the last couple of years, it's just been such a fucking wild ride. Yeah, man. And all the individual stories that we all have and have told. And, like, it, it's this weird part that we all play in each other's lives. Like, yeah, Jono, I've known you for you know, a handful of years now, but I found out something new about you today that was like not 40k related. It was very fun and very interesting. We, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, all these weird little community ties and I love it. And I think that's what really kind of got me into like even 40k in general, because there was always just something to talk about, you know, growing up, I was relatively awkward and nerdy. So, mm -hmm. you know, I needed that fallback conversation. <laughs> yeah. I think all of us were. <laughs> As a demographic of peoples, I feel like the uh, the awkward, nerdy teens is something that we probably yeah. all have in common. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah, the community ties as well. And such a, I don't know, such like a small world as well. Um, absolutely blows my mind. Like, I remember speaking with Colin, um, called Open Stories Colin, about like when he first got started, like who did he speak to, who did he seek advice from? Um, and like he dropped a, a, a particular um, podcast or audio drama group that's based in the UK. And I was like, that yeah. name rings a bell. I f and it's like, <laughs> wait, I know that guy. I fucking work <laughs> with that guy. <laughs> I've worked with him. I know who he is. <laughs> it's like, that's crazy. So yeah. I was speaking to him. I was like, oh, did you speak to a guy called Colin from Colin? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. He, he came to me and asked my advice. And I'm like, are you kind of big deal amongst like the audio drama community it's like eh, a little bit but i don't like to talk about it like, fucking what <laughs> <laughs> absolutely crazy um you also mentioned the listener law stuff yeah um so after uh well during Lorehammer, mm -hmm. we kind of encouraged everyone to write their own stories you know we're a big fan of just people writing their stories building their army playing Mm -hmm. updating their story oh shit this guy now died we we love all that that stuff um so we had people submit stories to us and over the years man we must be getting close to a thousand stories easily at this point mm. but uh i started a sideshow after lorehammer ended called lorehammer listener lore and i just read out a story and i try to read out one one a day one a week type thing whatever i can kind of manage at the time and i'm just going through them sharing people's lore yeah, and then um, how many have you done now for that as well? It's like a you've done a hefty number. Let's have a let's have a gander. Yeah, I think I've done like a hundred and twenty or something, hundred fifteen, somewhere in there. Yeah, that's yeah, hundred and thirteen you've done so far. Hundred and thirteen, and it's like I think in some of those there's multiple stories. Am I right? Yeah, there would be a couple where it's only like a three minute story, so then you cram you know four or five of those into an episode. <laughs> um. But e even with that, one of the things I love about that is it's also community driven. I try to get a different co-host on for every episode. Obviously, I have mm -hmm. some consistent guys that uh, I really enjoy. But, you know, just being able to talk to people about their lore and you see the passion in their eyes and you're bouncing these ideas of nonsense back off, at, off of each other. It's just so enjoyable. I know. And I think that's like 
that was the thing that I really loved about Lawhammer, and I think about the the community and sort of kind of what we wanted to sort of grow upon um, is that just bouncing ideas, do something fucking different. Um, like yeah, I I remember it was the Ab Human episode that was the one that like finally went, come on Bob, this is you can do whatever the fuck you want, nice. and I'm like yeah you're right I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> you're right. This is... <laughs> Yeah, it's a big galaxy. Um, I I think uh, a couple of my favorite Lorehammer episodes were the Abhuman one mm-hmm. and the Minor Xenos episodes, mm-hmm. and then the Major and or the the Flora and Fauna episodes as well. Like, because there's just so much of 40k, all this like minor stuff where when you get the grand scheme of things and you get the bigger scope of what's actually possible in 40k, it really opens up just so many ideas. You know, the the Bestiary episodes and the, the Herbarium. I think are also the, <laughs> my favorite episodes um they're just so fucking funny as well uh, <laughs> you're talking about it it's like the size of a fish it's like how big's a fish it's like how big's a cougar it's only like what it's like this high this wide what's this? like so many fish that's fine i swear to you to this day, Christian will still send me argue, uh, articles about people fighting panthers and pumas and mountain lions and surviving. I'm like, dude, just because somebody's done it, you can. Like, get off it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, but you're completely right. It's I feel like it's those... Like, everyone knows what a space marine is. Do you know what I mean? Everyone knows yeah. who, like, the ultramarines are. Everybody knows who Gilliman is. Yeah. I think... It's not a dig, Jono. It's not a dig. Not a dig. It's just Um, a straight-up insult. It's just just a backhanded whack on the door on the way out. Exactly. Um, But you're right. When you start sort of like picking at the surface a little bit and looking at those little tiny little nuggets of information and little sort of tidbits of lore that are sort of hidden in the back of codices and white dwarf magazines, that's when you can really start Mm -hmm. to like open your mind up and think, oh, wait. This is there's a lot more to all of this than first meets the eye. You could really, really take it some really weird and wacky places. Um, I think it was definitely sure, one of the yeah. listener law ones. It was definitely one of the listener law ones, and it was something that was sort of writing about almost like a benevolent Satan or Catan um, that sort of wanted to care for a planet's populace, um, and the Necron that was sort of attached to that being somewhat more benevolent as opposed to always wanting to just be dicks. And I found that concept really interesting. Because, I mean, sure. I mean, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? That's the question. Why not? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, yeah, 40K has a couple rules that you've got to abide by, but they truly are very few and far between. And especially when you include the warp, then you're like, well okay you got me <laughs> like and it's it's awesome because you can truly find anybody can kind of come in insert their kind of wow you really want to do some cat space marines okay man there's this weird fucking backwater planet that's been lost in the warp for four thousand years and it's come out and this is what it's this is what it is like you got me <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah and it's um i think i remember that episode <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah yeah. it's so fun i love it it's why not and i feel like the i've been very vocal about this in the past you you come across and there's not a lot of them i think it's a minority of people that like to do that oh you can't do that that's not correct and it's like ah one yes it probably is and here's why 
And and two, who the fuck are you? There's some arguments that people always ask me about, and it's just like, just always remember, I'm just some dude. Like, I don't work for GW. Like, <laughs> I also didn't write any of this lore, so like, just always remember that. Like, yeah, it's um, yeah, and I think the better question instead of trying to figure out oh you can't do that because of this have a think oh why 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 can't you do it think about why you can do it maybe work that way do the thing yeah. that you want to do why you can. yeah and work backwards think about well why why is this okay why can you do that um how would this be possible yeah like, yeah i i really like that approach yeah because if you really push it there's there's like throwaway lines in 40k that have massive lorical implications just all over the place. You can yeah yeah like when we're talking about chaos sisters of battle, it's like ah only one has ever willingly fallen. It's like ah well willingly is a big word. Like I found out the other day that they have um an ordo within the sisterhood or whatever that is specifically dedicated to hunting down sisters that have fallen. So. That's another, like, kind of catch where it's, like, there's now this minor order <laughs> that kills sisters before they can fall. So it's, like, yeah, only one has kind of fallen, but there are a bunch that have come close, you know? And But that's another way where, okay, well, maybe some have escaped. Exactly. You know? And I, I feel like, as well, it sort of sounds like, I don't know, um, like, if you work in, like, a big company and there's a piece of software and there's a guy whose job it is to make sure this software never breaks. And he's like, oh yeah, this software never breaks. It's only broken one time, but other than that, it never breaks. Whilst simultaneously fixing it in the background constantly, whilst it's just fucking breaking all the time. It's like, <laughs> of course the Imperium are going to say, no, no one ever falls. But what about those? There's a lot of Chaos Sisters of Battle over there. No, no, there aren't. <laughs> Don't look at that. Yeah. Don't look at that. Bolted to the face. It's, um, but, like, you, you wouldn't need a whole Ordo or a minor one to clean up a mess if that mess wasn't happening, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what came first? <laughs> it's like, so I'm, I'm assuming that if none of them fall, that they, what, they just sit around doing literally nothing all day? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um... There's also two documented cases, um, and hashtag spoilers, um, in one of them, they replace the sister with another sister, so the sister that falls to chaos, they take another sister, plastic surgery her up to look like that one, and then just say, no, look, she didn't fall to chaos, she's right here, been here the whole time. It's <laughs> like, hmm. Mm. You, you got me. <laughs> you got me. Um, I'm not going to question this any further then. Fantastic. Everything seems to be okay here. Yeah. Um, excuse yeah. me I think somebody's knocking on my door they're saying it's the Inquisition one moment <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um, and when it comes to homebrew when it comes to creating your own thing I think you've uh, you've been working on something haven't you Mark yeah yeah man like uh, I've been finally I finally succumbed to the, the primaris obsession so <laughs> let's let's get that <laughs> good jokes right now uh, no, I'm just sitting here in my smugness, like, I, after all the times you said, fuck Primaris, I'm never buying Primaris. I just, I didn't, I didn't comment or anything when I saw the pictures, no, I just went, hey, no. You guys have been the most we, we got humble. No. <laughs> now, in my only defense, and this only helps me sleep at night, so I bought them from, I, I they're recast, so I did not 
buy them from GW. <gasps> so I am a theft as well, a thief. <laughs> you're, you're effectively a pirate, is what you are. So Yeah, man, a Panamanian pirate, uh, for sure. I'm doing multiple pirating things down here, for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. So I started a Space Marine chapter. They're called the Astra Crota or the Space Crocs. And uh, just like you said, one of the things about 40K is we did those Herborium and Bestiary episodes and you learn so much about like these crazy creatures or fauna. And the one that I truly fell in love with was, you know, a massive 40K crocodile. So, you know, it's, you know, it's got to be 20 feet. It's its scales are as thick as battle armor. You know, the whole f- it has spikes for some reason. The whole 40k fight. <laughs> of course it has spikes. One thing that truly makes it special is it has a power to tap into the warp and open up warp portals when it reaches a migratory mass. And then a whole herd of a hundred fucking battle crotalids, like not actually battle crotalids, but you know, they're fucking giant crocodiles, go through the warp portal and end up somewhere randomly in the galaxy. And I always just picture this backwater kind of cowboy world, you know, they're sitting in the saloon and the guy's drinking his drink and then bam, a hundred crotalids in this town and they just wipe out this town. (laughs) And that's 40K. That's just 40K for you. Sounds um, like Northern Queensland actually, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Suddenly crotalids. And so then my mind kind of started going, it's suddenly crotalids. And then my mind started going, like, that's a huge problem. Like, you can't have that. And then I thought it started to think, okay, like, so who's going to deal with this problem? Who's going to finally solve this problem? And I came up with the High Lords of Terror, one of his vacation worlds that he likes to go to, you know, for 40 years out of the one working year. You know, he likes to go there. But it got infested by crotalids one time. So he created a Space Marine chapter that basically its sole purpose is to track and hunt down crotalid populations before they reach, like, that migratory mass. Mm -hmm. And then they wipe them out. Or if they've already jumped, then they have to go deal with, you know, well, all the buildings are good. We can can get more people here. We just got to get rid of the crotalids. (laughs) I mean, it sounds, it makes sense to me. You know, that is, you, yeah, that's not good. You can't have that happening randomly. It's like, yeah, you can't have that happening. That's like a different type of demon incursion, essentially. It's like, well, what, hap- what about if that happened on Terra? What about if it just fucking right in the Emperor's Palace, suddenly in the Golden Throne Room? Suddenly, you're not fitting all those crotalids in there. I mean, exactly. Um, it's a, a huge problem. It's a big I'm glad problem. somebody's aware of it. It's it, we need to raise awareness of it. We need to something we need to talk about. So we need to do something. We need to sign some kind of petition or something. Don't worry. The High Lords of Terra already did it. They developed this cool way to deal with the population. <laughs> so um the chapter librarians, they have uh they they specifically take psychers with div- divination powers, which is like they see the future. So this combined with, you know, a little drinking of crotalid blood, holding a little crotalid tooth, channeling warp power through the crotalid tooth into your arm, into your heart, drink the blood, you know, you do a little ritual and all of a sudden these librarians have the ability to sense crotalids and predict their migratory jumps. So now they're able to read these jumps before they happen, able to track them in the warp a little bit. Because sometimes, you know, they might happen to be late for a jump and then they track the crotalids through the warp and wait where they arrive. And they might have to wait for a couple of years, just waiting for the crotalids to come. And then they arrive Sorry. and they slaughter them. 
essentially what I'm getting from this, I'm getting like you've created a Space Marine chapter of Crocodile Dundees and Steve Irwin's. Well, yes and no. Like <laughs> I was trying to avoid that. Like they're not going around going crikey. Like they're not wearing any hats or anything. But in the sense of they're going around killing crocodiles, fuck yes. <laughs> Dude, if your chapter master looked like Crocodile Dundee, I would be fucking hats off to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking around with the idea of doing like an attached Imperial Guard regiment that was kind of more yeah. that style, but I was trying to avoid it. The The aesthetic I was going for with these guys is very grim, dark, brutal, and savage. So when it comes to, let's talk about their war gear for a little bit, when it comes to their battle armor, they've fixed... Think like uh, Sons of Horus, how they have those pyramid studs on them for armor yeah. enforcement. I've put them on all of the guy's shins, like literally individually put pyramids on everybody's shins. <laughs> and I call them the gator guard because it's like these spikes where if a gator bites their leg, the leg bites back, you know, just shitty stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Good 40k writing. Yeah. So, I, so that adds to like this very savage appearance because they all have these spikes kind of in certain spots and... You know, they're also wearing crotalid pelts and they're wearing teeth, making them more grim dark. And when I go to paint them, I'm going to paint them like kind of weathered and caked in a little bit of mud, you know, very kind of. They're out there to fuck up crotalids and that's all they want to do. Like they were developed and you think about space marines and how they're so indoctrinated. Think about a guy who is indoctrinated to hate crotalids and just all he wants to do is just fucking kill them all day long, day after day after day. That's all they think about. So, it's a very dark chapter in that regard. <laughs> yeah, cool. for like sure. Um, but yeah, you're gonna have to be fucking hard as nails to take down a fucking load of crotalids because they are. Big. Yeah, like while they're not like a match for space marines, like they're going out there and they're not losing space marines to crotalids, but they're still twenty foot monsters essentially. You know, they're no easy task. People are definitely losing limbs. Oh, and they are quite outnumbered. Like these, from my understanding of crotalids, like the mig migratory groups of them. There's there's a lot of crotalids there. We're not talking like six. We're, uh... No, we're talking about a like hundred. <laughs> it's um yeah, it's it's a yeah. cool idea. I really like it. It's um, how have you? What else have you used to try and get that aesthetic across them? So you talked about the little shin guards. Is there anything else that you've added to them? Yeah, like, I went around and I green-stuffed a bunch of, like, crotalid scales, and I did the whole salamanders knock-off, essentially, where you do the loincloth, shoulder guards. So they're decked out in a lot of that kind of stuff, and other fetishes as well, like teeth and um, some talismans made of bone, you know, little trinkets with, like, a, a rune in it or whatever. Nice. Um, but, yeah, like, one of the things I really wanted to do in this army, like, I've done Space Marines so many times now, I didn't want to just do another Space Marine army with all the same techniques I've done. I really wanted to push my hobbying level to a new, to the next step. And green stuff was one of those things I really am trying to push myself in. So there's lots of little green stuff bits and details. And some guys have uh, even full capes and hoods, like cloaks made out of green stuff even. I've got to that level now. So I'm quite pleased with all of it. Yeah, so you should be. I've seen pictures. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I've seen your pictures, man. They look cool. Really well done. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, no problem. So yeah. talk to me about green stuff then, because I think I always find that green stuff, when you talk to people, is, like, some people miss it as, like, a dirty word. They're like, oh, yeah. it's scary green stuff. How did you approach it? How did you start with green stuff? 
like I've used green stuff for many years for sure, but it was always just like, oh shoot, I just need this small little gap filled. You know, mm -hmm. I never really did anything like that. But like any approach, when you're doing a job, you got to get the right tools first. And you know, I learned this as an electrician. If I pull up to the job site without the right tool, I'm not getting anything dug done. I'm just yeah. gonna struggle. So step one was I went onto Amazon and I ordered some tools. Um, and that would just change your life, man. You, the the technology of tools might sound simple, but th they put so much thought and, you know, how it all works that you're not struggling. You know, put a little Vaseline on the tip of your nib, now you're good to go. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was kind of my approach. Like, make sure I'm prepared, make sure I got tools, make sure I got my green stuff, and make sure I got a hobby video up. And now, now you're good to go. You can learn anything. Yeah, 100%. Good advice. I agree. Um, and also, like, you don't get better at it by not doing it. And that's the other thing. Yeah, like, I did multiple variations of how the scales looked, where it's like, you know, I did five, ten guys, and I'm like, oh, shit, I just got a lot better. I got to go back and rip all those ones off and now do a whole new technique, you know, because I just, over those five guys, I seen my skill increase by that much, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think it's really important as well, because... Speaking from personal experience as well, when you have this idea of a project in your head and part of that project is going to require you to green stuff, you need to figure out how long it's going to take you to do each individual thing. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a waiting game, unfortunately. It is. But, but that gives you perfect time to just sit there and stare at all your miniatures. So it's kind of like this, like, well... <laughs> I'll, I'll just wait over here then. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, it's like when you're talking about gluing the little tiny little spikes on the um, on the shin pads. It's like that's that's gonna take some time. Yeah. And if you're gonna do that, like for a thousand little space marines, I, it's that's you gotta prepare yourself for that. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta yeah, do. Exactly. Yeah, I did it to like the heroes, you know, the odd hero guy, and then I'm like, okay. How dedicated am I? I know it's going to be the most incredible thing if I do it. Okay, I'm going to do it. But there was that thought of, yeah, like, you know, there are some areas where you want to skimp on details, but then there are other ones where it's like, no, this will make or break the whole feel of the army. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, you know what? It is going to take time, but you're like, sometimes it's worth it. That, yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be long. It's going to be a little tedious, but that, that end result, yeah. that's where you're going to get the payoff. Yeah. Are you just building up to like talk about your feathering nids? No, I feel like I've talked about them enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the aquatic nid train. Shout out to Matt. Yes. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, Matty C is, uh, I've seen his aquatic nids. That's, that is going to look wild when it's finished. Is that what that was? I saw the picture of it. Like, I just didn't take much notice of it, but yeah. How dare you, first of all, get off the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but like, yeah, it was like... That's a legend you're talking about. Jeez Louise. It, it, was, it was like on my smoker break at work, and I was just scrolling. I was like, oh, Maddie's on Nids. I was like, oh, cool. I do love Nids. Yeah. I'm a, yes, I'm a big yes, Nid guy. I'm a big Nid guy. They're, very, oh, they're a fun faction. They are a fun faction. And uh, so speaking of factions, young Mark... Could you pick a favorite? No, man. It changes every time you ask me. That's <laughs> the joy of it, man. Like, it has so many things. How can you stay, like, a fan of one for more than a couple months before before you find the next coolest and baddest thing? Like, it's, it's just impossible, man. 
No, I. You know what? I'm inclined to agree. I think up until recently, I was. I've never been a big Eldar guy. It's just never really been my jam. But we did the Eldar episode recently, and since then, I was like, oh no, you could do like a, a weird aspect. I think I joined you on um, on listener law and talked about um, a homebrew aspect. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. And that was yeah. It got me thinking. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, you could do something really, really different. I just. I I haven't come up with anything. I haven't. Yeah. I'll, be honest. I'll be honest. I haven't got there. But yeah, there's so much. There's so much wiggle room. It's like we said before. You've yeah. got so much freedom once you start just picking back, pick peeling back the layers and yeah. looking what is actually there to work with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like uh, I always say this. It's like, do you not like the faction, or do you just not know their lore? Because I used to hate Dark Eldar, but I've read some listener lords that have brought me into the Dark Eldar city, and I'm like, I don't want to leave. Like, it turned out I just wasn't looking at the right spot. Again, completely agree. I was never really a big Drakari person. I sort of thought they were a little bit, how can I put it? I thought they were a little bit too um, too edgy. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like we feast on yeah, pain. Yeah. Oh. By a teenage boy, for sure, in the 80s. <laughs> like, mm, okay. But then, um, yeah, like, but the homunculi covens, man, they are cool. Yeah, man. Um, I remember reading or speaking to somebody recently about how, like, their version of knights are just these fucking towering, like, just mishmash of just flesh and just <laughs> absolute nonsense. And I'm like, oh, that would be so cool. Um, <laughs> I know in sort of, like, my homebrew for my Sons of Malice, which I've done very little with for a very long time, um, but I wanted, like, a dark mech dude in that story. And I wanted yeah. him to have, like, studied under the Drakari so that he can, like, learn about, like, flesh manipulation a little bit. Yeah, it's, um... Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, there's some real cool stuff. There's some real cool stuff. This big fleshy knight. <laughs> like that. So, so, where did you start with Warhammer? How did it all begin? The Warhammer 40k journey. Yeah. You to set your mind um, back a bit, but how did yeah, it Yeah, let's begin? remember... Don't worry, no, it's fresh as a newborn baby in my mind because I'm so fucking addicted to this shit. Um, so I got into it in 2001 when I was a young, supple little boy. And I grew up in a, ch in a church. And uh, I remember getting my first, like, GW Games Workshop magazine. And I remember looking at all the 40K stuff, and I remember thinking, my parents are not going to let me have this. <laughs> <laughs> but turned out there's Lord of the Rings miniatures in there. And I, I was allowed to watch those movies. So that's kind of how I got into it. You know, I got in actually through the Lord of the Rings miniatures. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, the movies I think ended in 2003, 2004, whatever. So I'm like, well, I think my war game just died. I've been doing this for like three years. I still really enjoy it. I think I got to now just kind of transfer, transition into 40K, which I always was like looking at in the, you know, corner of my eye, like, yeah, that's so then I kind of transitioned into that and uh, I still do some Lord of the Rings stuff. I never really got into uh, fantasy. I thought it was cool. I liked the setting. I just you only have time for so many uh, fantasies, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I get that. Like, Age of Sigma has been like calling out to me for a long time. I just, the minis are so cool. But like, how can I put it? The amount of time I have invested in learning the law for 40k i just yeah. physically don't know if i can start all that from scratch with age of sigma and i just know next to nothing um yeah and i've i've gone and tried to find like a good lore podcast but i just didn't quite find one that was my style there are some that 
you know, you might enjoy, but it just wasn't quite drawing me in personally. Yeah, no, and I, I agree. Um, like nothing's really sort of leapt out and sort of gone. I feel like there's a niche in the market there, but um, yeah, nothing's really sort of like leapt out and gone. Hey, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking for that Lawhammer vibe. Maybe that's that's what I'm looking what at. A bar, the bar's been set too high. What a fucking compliment, boys. Let me tell you, <laughs> you've spoiled yeah. us. You've you've ruined yeah. this for us, Mark. That's what you've done. Yep. Oh, man. Never been able to fill that void. <laughs> Oh, no. I don't know. Maybe try to fill it with like religion or something. Fill it with <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, none of that worked. I joined a cult. Yeah. It went horribly wrong. Yeah. It's. <laughs> so that was too You're needy. talking to an Australian fucking Jesus. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, can I just? We'll just like. I just need. I need to like ask about Warhammer. Like, there's one sort of question that's sort of been burning on my mind. Yeah, like, man. you you accomplished a fucking shit ton in that man. You like, you were the top of the mountain. You, like, you interviewed Graham McNeil, one of the, if not the best writer, for Black Library. Um, you had people from other podcasts on your show. You even started like a spinoff podcast about your podcast which was cool what's you 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 became spotify exclusive which was fucking epic like we were so proud of that when you announced that i was just like yeah the boys have done it that was crazy yeah what's one thing that you really would have loved to achieve but you just never got the chance to um Maybe the easy answer would be like, yeah, there are some episodes that I would have loved to do. Um, That's the Ultramarines, yeah? Yeah, of course, of course. I won't deny you that. <laughs> uh, choked on my coffee there, dude. <laughs> I still remember like, yeah. every time I got a chance, I was like, yep, still waiting on that Ultramarine episode, boys. Come on. Yeah, like I think that's the easy answer. Like, you know, there's 100 episodes. Like we've been talking about how big 40K is. Like even after 100 episodes and like, I feel like I was still scratching the surface. There was never yeah. a, what are we going to do next? Never once. Yeah. Um, as what for about- other accomplishments, I know there was one big thing now that I'm thinking about it. Me and Eric, we personally wanted to be like, we wanted somebody to personally invite Lorehammer to some type of Comic-Con or like something like that. That was our one goal. Yeah, and host like a panel or something. That was the one thing that I regret that we never got to do. Yeah, dude. Yeah, because they have those punks from Trapped Under Plastic did that. I'm like, you guys were way bigger than them. Yeah, man. That that was the weirdest thing about Lorehammer I found. Like, I'm like, how am I the biggest 40k podcast, but no one is talking about me? Yeah, that's really very like is that is odd because if you look at the you like you look at the charts. Like, I'm I've become a little bit of a podcasting nerd. Like, I like I like stats and figures and shit. Yeah, you you regularly and still like hit very high on the podcasting charts for just hobby based yeah. podcast. Just not, yep. just not just Warhammer, just hobby based podcast. And yeah, yeah, and we haven't released an episode in a year. At, but and because I basically live on Instagram now as well, like you don't, yeah, you don't see a lot of people talking about it. But then, they, yeah, they're listening. They're out there. Do you know what I mean? When we were out there. like, average, just you two weirdos listening that many times. It's hard to say. 
It's it. <laughs> have I really done an alt? And it's just the Discord people keeping it alive. <laughs> it's hard to say. It's, is it just me, Jono and Matty C? Just listen yeah. to them over and over again. Constantly. We've got a quota we've got to hit every day. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I think, like, not not oh to throw God. shade at, like, um, Trapped Under Plastic, because like, I do like those guys and I listen avidly. But the thing is, I think with, like, panels at, like, LVO and Adepticon and stuff like that, take out of context, like, the guys from Long World, like Kenny Boucher and Rob Bear and that. I think most of them are like quite uh, high on YouTube as well, mm. if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like Miniac and John Ninas are like two of the biggest painting channels on yeah. YouTube. And and that is one interesting thing. The number difference between podcast and YouTube is like I was you know huge in podcasting, but in YouTube. I, I was a, the minorest, the minorest of my, like, you know, we had a thousand downloads on an episode and we we're like, what? like, yeah, it's a different market and it appeals yeah. to a different market as well. So yeah. it's weird when you compare the two. Yeah. I think it's interesting that like, from a demographic perspective as well, like when I, how can I put this? Like what we do and our, our personal demographic, that's you, you're our demographic listener like listening right now. That's who you are. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Um, it's it's interesting to see how that differs from others and how they overlap as well at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like there's there's an overlap between our de demographic and your demographic. Because um, obviously we, me and Jono, we like your show. We have that in common. We started this. We produce content that we want to hear. And therefore our demographic is similar to us. But then there's people yeah. that listen to your podcast that maybe maybe this isn't their bag. And it's, um yeah, and it's interesting how that then translates over to YouTube and the kind of person yeah. that chooses to digest their um their fix via YouTube. Yeah, like I could never do YouTube. Like, you know, I was, I was a working man, hard at the work. So mm -hmm. having a podcast in the air was very nice. You know, you can just download it and go, you're not downloading a YouTube video or, you know, it just was, it, it, it appeals to a different market of people who are doing different things. Yeah, well, that's like I I hundred percent agree with that because like podcasts, like you can put it on while you're in your car, you can put it on while you're painting, doing stuff around the house, but a YouTube video you have to sit and watch, you know. Yeah, I mean? whenever my girlfriend wants to put on a movie, I'm like, is this a watching movie or can I still hobby? <laughs> like, it's, it's a hobby movie. Cool, you know. I don't. How present do I, really I have to be? Ten, fifteen percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think. Perfect. Yeah, I think like it is like well, that's it's a totally different medium, and they work different ways. Like, but that aside, so if there was one, and don't say Henry Cavill, if there was one <laughs> guest that you really wanted to get on, who would that be? Man, honestly, I'm not like a super big like celebrity guy, or like I just yeah, like Henry Cavill would have been it just for the meme of it, but like. <laughs> And it would have been cool, like, you know, it would obviously be crazy to meet Henry Cavill, but ultimately it wouldn't have changed my day at the end of the day. Like, it it was cool that we got a Games Workshop guy, and after that it was kind of like, yeah, it would be cool to meet these other guys, and one day I will bump into them in, like, Warhammer World, but, you know. They, I don't know, there just really wasn't anyone. I just don't, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that sounds rude or ignorant, but... No, I don't think so. No. Yeah. It's, um, it's all about goals, and yeah. It would be yeah, cool like, to talk to Henry Cavill. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, it would be cool to talk to any, you know, any of the authors or anything. But, yeah. like, you know, Lorehammer was about me and my homies and then me and people that are my homies in real life and are 40K curious, and I'm now I'm going to draw them in, you know? <laughs> like, it was, about, it was about that. 40K curious. Um... <laughs> do, you, do you still talk to a lot of the old um, boys and stuff, like James and all that? Um, not so often. Um, every now and again, it happens. A little context, uh, I, I moved out of Canada and down to Panama, uh, like a year ago. It was this weekend. I've been in Panama for a year, so. Wow. Ooh, pretty cool. That's yeah. Happy anniversary. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. That's uh, and crazy. Yeah, it's just no offense to any of them and no offense, like, uh, you know, you just, there's chapters in lives and, you know, there's you the Canada chapter and, yeah. you know, yeah. and we never left on bad terms or anything like that, and we could text each other right now, and everything would be just hey, how's it going? What's new? But uh, you know how it goes. Long yeah, distance. Yeah, that's really life, man. That's life. But the one guy that I do literally talk to on a daily basis is still Christian. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, so let's Warhammer aside for a second. Warhammer aside for a second, because it's blown my mind that it's been a whole year for one. Um, yeah. It's been a whole year without <laughs> without sweet sweet yeah. Warhammer. Um, fucking the move to Panama. Talk to me about that. Just yeah, how did it happen? Why Panama? Like yeah, <laughs> man, the winter crazies got me. Like me and my girlfriend were sitting in the middle of winter, and as all Canadians do, you're looking at flights to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and so we we booked a vacation to Panama, and then uh, it was literally like, why come back? Like we're just lying in bed after we booked the flight, and we're just like, why come back? Like and then literally the next day, we're like, okay, let's put the cars on the market, houses on the market, let's sell everything, start packing as whatever is essential, and let's just do this. Um, and it happened quick, and this was one thing that was very surprising, was like, I, I was, we, me and Eric were loving doing Lorehammer, like 100, the 100th episode was not supposed to be the last, but like literally within six weeks of booking that flight, I was out of Canada and gone. So... We even had to meet like a bunch of times to get up to episode 100 because we thought that would be special um, just to make that happen. And like, but it was sudden, it was quick. And you now basically live like we, we said pirate, but I, I feel like that is massively underplaying it. You live on like a little island in a, a tropical paradise. It's effectively where you live. Yeah, you asked me why Panama and this is why, man. Um, I, I basically, yeah, live in a province called Bocas del Toro, where it's just like a little island community. So there's a bunch of islands and people live on them and you hop in your boat and you can go to the main town or go to your neighbor's house on a similar island. And uh, it's just very small town vibe. It's very off grid. And, you know, I have chickens in my backyard. I got fish okay. that I can just fish off my dock. It's just very peaceful and calm. Yeah. Um, uh, my girlfriend had an online job and you don't just move across the world without plans. And, you know, thankfully with Lorehammer, I, I, I have some residual income still coming in and buying the sweet like Airbnb property. So if anyone ever wants to come stay with me, I have a legit Airbnb and it's this nice little hut on the ocean. And yeah, it's so it's so interesting what my life has become. I'm kind of this, you know, in movies when you see that white guy in Hawaii on the beach and he's like, yeah, man, I'm a local. Yeah, I feel like that weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> There's worse weirdos to be. Let's just let's be frank. You also have another little podcast on the side, don't you? I do. I do. Um, 
Yeah, me and my uh, fiance. I keep saying girlfriend just for the convenience of it. You know, you ever feel like a weirdo saying fiance? I think yep. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I uh, so me and her, we started a podcast. It's called Pillow Talk. Yeah, yeah. It's called Pillow Talk with Mark and B, my fiance, to get together once a week, talk about table issues, talk about things that affected you in your past, things about what affected you in your today, and just how do you become a better person and, you know. We just did an episode on our vows where we talked about our vows together and what they actually mean and the significance of each line that we want to put into it. And it's just a, it's just a podcast about love, I think, essentially, Aww. is what I'd like to say. Yeah, that's sweet. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I hear it's going well, going good. Thumbs up. Yeah, like I, I enjoy I enjoy my fiance. So every episode's <laughs> just like a great time. Like, oh great, I get to talk to my best friend. Awesome, I'm in. It's <laughs> oh, really nice. How wholesome, wholesome hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a strange. Yeah, concept but I uh, basically just kind of hang out. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I can get that with Eric either. Yeah, that's far. <laughs> That's, uh, oh, well, I thought I did, but um, clearly <laughs> it's not reciprocated. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Um, so yeah, to bring it back round, I think to bring it back round to Warhammer. What do you see? Do you have any plans? Are there any plans on the foreseeable when you've when you've you've done your crowdlid Space Marines? They're done. They're painted. They're finished. Do you have anything that's sort of like scratching at the back of your brain? Anything sort of like, I don't know, like any creative little sparks that are that are scratching away about there? Yeah, okay, just let me go to the file cabinet and gra grab file 964. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of ideas in here. Let me just, yeah. No, I, I do have one. I really want to do an aquatic-themed Imperial Knight household. Like, uh, you know me, I, I love Imperial Knights. I listened to you guys' Imperial Knight episode maybe a week ago, and I loved it, you know? Oh, um, but now that I'm on the ocean, I need to do an underwater-themed night household that just kind of, you can do coral on the bases, and uh, you can paint them kind of that nice sea blue or sea circles on the shins. Yeah, that's, uh, that's just absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, 110%. That sounds fantastic. And so, like, do you, do you have, like, you have a lot of knights, don't you? So, like, you want more? Well, they uh, unfortunately are trapped by the Canadian government in Canada, all my all my Warhammer. So I need to start a GoFundMe to free Mark's Warhammer. I was gonna say, but... that's, that's all the cocaine that you've stuffed in them in the inside. That, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I will not say anything more. Legally, I will not. It's uh, Telco yeah, no, I swear. <laughs> technically, I have zero knights now. I only have Primaris models, and that just does not sit right with me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, aquatic, so wait. aquatic knights, that's your way aquatic. to go. Aquatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I kind of picture the lore like... Uh, the original hive or hive colony that uh, landed here landed on this, and now it's like a Promethean refinery, and it's like this low tide planet where the the ocean doesn't get very deep, so knights can kind of walk around in the ocean up to their knees, and some parts do get deep, but most of it's pretty shallow. Okay, and it's just kind of, you know, they they have these uh or like think deep real deep sea oil rigs with like you know they're on the stilted platforms. They they have hive cities like that. But something always has to go down into the water to maintain the, you know, the pipelines and maintain the column structures and all that. So, you know, knights are kind of good for that. 
Yeah, 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 100%. That makes sense. I'm not giant obese and whatever. So would you have them, like, would you... How can I put this? Would you have them, like, waist high in water? Or would you have them, like, these are underwater knights. They are designed for, like, floating through the... Not floating through the sea. What the fuck am I... I like, going to say, what are you going to do, like, knights with fucking floaties on? <laughs> no, like, I, cool. I kind of was thinking about, like, uh, the actual mathematics of how much ocean could actually crush a knight like how deep could one really go before it essentially becomes useless mm -hmm. and i can do some times tables so i figured well this is out of my league <laughs> so yeah at that point i just thought no i'll keep it so it's like mostly shallow they just mostly walk around through shin deep water which is still like you know 20 feet of water still pretty deep yeah 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 for sure uh, but the way I want to do the models is I actually kind of picture, you know, the way they get into the ocean is they have like a drop down platform. There's chains on the four corners and it clinks down, down into the ocean. And I want to do a diorama, a two by two, where they're standing on this platform. And maybe one or two of the knights are kind of stepping off into the water. So the water effects will only have to be on a couple guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then you can kind of put the, all the knights together in a formation and they make a platform. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really cool. Um, yeah. So you'd go with like the sort of the marine basing. Um, so like like you say, like corals and stuff, which um, I'm, yeah, yeah. Which I've done. I, I know all about that. You can um, I may recommend some uh, aquatic sort of uh, plant, you know, the fake ones that you get for fish tanks. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I, definitely. I highly recommend them. I was... Uh... I was snorkeling the other day and there's just like so much it's gonna be perfect for a base. Oh, I'm gonna it's just like ah, oh, it's an obsession, I'm telling you. 40k is just a full on obsession. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Um and one that we we endorse heavily. It's um yeah, no, I think I I think that's probably like my favorite bit of it. It's just that you know when you just sit there and you get that little spark and you're like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Little marine knights. See, like I'm starting to tick it over in my head now. It's like, cause obviously I've got my deep sea, my deep sea Nurgle, and I've done some sort of like deep sea big chaos gribbly knight thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, some uh, yeah, like a loyalist deep sea thing. I think they, I think I um saw a a display at Warhammer World actually where someone had done like deep sea, like, and they'd done yeah, like yeah. the um, Bioshock daddies. Yeah, they featured that on a GW article as well. Because, um, you know, the first thing you do when you have an idea is you do Google image, Imperial Knights, underwater. And then yep. that guy's stuff came up. And it was like, bam, that's literally exactly what I'm picturing. Yeah, I know. Perfect, right? And it's... Um, yeah, like uh, deep sea drills. Yes, exactly. Um, it, it just looks amazing. Yeah, that's going to look sick, though. That's going to look really, really cool. Um, One of the, the best parts about moving down to Panama is... I don't play 40k down here, and that's nice because now I can model my models however I want. I don't have to worry about trying to build an army and update it. So it really opens up a lot of options because I've always enjoyed building first and primarily. So now like when I'm picturing doing like deep sea knights, I can like include maybe one guy has three arms and it doesn't actually have to matter. 100%. Um, I mean, we don't play. Uh, I've never built anything with the intention of ever taking it to tabletop. Maybe the nids. I feel like like I've tried to keep those like tabletop accurate, if that makes sense. Um, but even still, like yeah, yeah, so much freedom when you're just not thinking about that. Like I I see people that are like, oh yeah, well 
I've I've had to give him this weapon for this yeah. reason. And I'm like, exactly. ah, no, that sounds like that sucks. <laughs> I've got the time for that. Yeah. I don't come here to be told what to do. Thank you very much. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, so that's been very refreshing. Like even on my Astra Crota guys, like there's some lots of them where it's just like i hate the way primaris are but if you do a couple small tweaks change out a couple war gear options they almost look like, like reasonable reasonable astartes yeah, yeah yeah fair that's fair cool cool right is there anything that you want to ask us mark yeah yeah okay okay what has been your guys's most favorite part about podcasting wow that's an interesting one now you've been doing it for two years that's quite some time like uh most podcasts drop off after the first three months so if you kind of make it this long it's it's quite the feat to be honest with you yeah i yeah that's a, that's an interesting question isn't it Jono? i feel like um i just turned as if to look at you as well like i've just got isn't it Jono? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um for me it's um <clears throat> yeah like um i didn't i didn't set out with any expectations like um, I just kind of like a leaf out of your book. I just want to talk about 40k. I love yeah. um, the process of painting. Um, I'm not. I'm not a big kit bash customizer. You know, everyone knows that. Like, I just enjoy painting fucking models. It is my thing, and I love talking about different techniques. I love educating people about. You know, if someone doesn't know how to do something, like on our discord like i'll say look have you got five minutes and i will call them on discord and like talk them through some stuff like as vague as it could be through a phone call without a <laughs> visual yeah. medium but that aside man like favorite thing about podcasting is sort of the camaraderie and the bond and the bouncing off of bob that we have like and i don't mean to get sappy and all that shit but like you know we've become really good friends and yeah like the just the the sheer fun when we record like a lot of stuff we we cut out it's like <laughs> it's weird but just the sheer fun and the fucking laughs that we get out like there's some episodes where like i mute my mic and i'm just crying like a little schoolgirl laughing yeah, like five minutes and just that sort of bond and bouncing off each other man that's that's yeah. something that i really enjoy Oh, John. Yeah, like, I oh, always enjoy that too, for sure. Like, there's that energy that you get when you know you're about to have this really great conversation that's, like, full focus, you know? I haven't touched my phone once in the last hour. You guys have my full attention. Yeah, no. <laughs> there's something special and magical about that. I, I completely agree. And it's, um, I think, yeah, I'm literally, I'm just going to agree with you, Jono. Like, I think... My, I kind of, this was all your idea as well, just to, to start this off. You approached me and said, I want to do a podcast. I want to do it on Warhammer 40k, but I want to talk about like the hobbying side. Like, like I want to talk about the factions, you know, we want to sort of, and that's what we do. But ultimately we wanted to talk about it as a more of a broader hobbying thing, entity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like my favorite part of it, is is this these like i get to fucking talk about warhammer to people who are like just as passionate about it as me and it's yeah yeah like i remember and this is going back a bit of course but obviously i listened to your podcast and i just wanted to talk to people 
about like listening to you and I was like you just wanted to sort of like I want to talk about this like I remember listening to one of your episodes like early doors and I was like oh my god I have this theory about chaos and the Eldar gods I need to share this like (laughs) it's a compulsion people need to hit people need to know about this and um I remember speaking with you and like dropping you a message on Facebook and you were like, why don't you join the Discord community? And I was like, ah, oh, but I'm a, I'm a grown ass adult man and I don't know what an online community is and I don't understand Discord and I'm, I'm old and I'm withered. <laughs> and like, I had these images of like, I'll join in like this online community and I'll just be like a load of kids and then there'll be me and I'll feel really weird. And it, But it isn't, that isn't what this is. And it's, yeah. It's, I, it was just, how can I put this? It is the perfect environment to talk about something that I love with people who also love it, as opposed to me just screaming 40k nonsense at, like, people in my life. If yeah, man. Do <laughs> that in the mirror in the bathroom for so long before it gets too much. It's, I remember, I remember, this is a true story, um, it's a couple of summers ago, um, we were outside in, um, like, our garden, me and my missus, um, we'd had a bit to drink, and when I say bit, a lot, we'd had a lot to drink, and, um, I just wanted to talk about Warhammer, and because, <laughs> like, and she, and she acknowledges and recognises that this is a big part of my life, and that I love it dearly, and I was just, I was trying to explain, like, Nurgle to her, <laughs> and this conversation it went on for like an hour and you, I could see the life leaving her eyes <laughs> and Nurgle was pleased <laughs> and it's like yeah yeah it's all gross right but but they love it and that's 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 what makes it even worse somehow <laughs> right I'm like uh huh like yeah anyway so that's Nurgle so there's four chaos gods right so well <laughs> yeah and it's yeah that's what I love. Yeah, about this. I feel like I got this question a lot where it's like, how do I introduce my girlfriend to Fortica? And I was just kind of, uh, look, you don't have to, man. There's people out there that want to talk to you about it. You know, if you spend time <laughs> with your girlfriend, I know, I know, believe me, I know, but just, just don't unless she's actually interested. Yeah, you, you can't force this kind of thing, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> way yeah. too much. Yeah, um, yeah. There's no hidden way to get a girl addicted to 40k. I'm sorry. There's also probably not penis enhancement pills. I'm sorry. It just these are the hands <laughs> of fate that we've been dealt. I yeah. Tell me about it. it cost me a fortune, and they've done nothing. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, and it's and I think in terms of what I kind of always want to get out of this little little endeavor, like like you said, you want to build a community. I wanted to also help build this community and offer a place for like-minded people to talk Warhammer. But the thing that I really love about it is when like people reach out and say, hey, that that episode or that little snippet of, of information really inspired me to do something. And just that helping inspire those like fresh and new ideas within the hobby. I just fucking get such a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it like even just with listener lore, you know, there's so many stories of people just wanting to share what they've written and like, you know, the the intricacies that some people go to, man. Like you some sometimes I sit down to record and I open up a listener lore, I'm like, oh, that's a fifty page document. <laughs> Crack knuckles, let's get to her. Like <laughs> people want to share. People have put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, hundred percent. Um and I know we 
we talk about this a lot, and it's that, like, don't shit on other people's ideas. Because, like, that, even if it's just, like, one mini, you see, like, one mini, and you go, oh, that's not very good, or, oh, you can't do that. That person could have fucking invested hours and hours and hours of their life into this. I was just about to say the same fucking thing. Like, yeah, like, everyone's on a different level of skill, but everyone's proud of the effort that they put in and like to me that's that's really inspiring man like you see some people like oh this is my first meeting i'm really proud of it and it might not be bad or it might be bad or whatever but like just the the proudness of what they've achieved like you know or someone's finished their first army or something that's really cool mm, and i like yeah yeah, yeah exactly. we're big advocates of like everyone's on a different level everyone starts somewhere like you gotta crawl before you learn to fucking walk and run. So yep. like, yeah, just be respectful and mindful of it, you know. Yeah, it's like sweet. Like that's the sloppiest miniature I've ever seen, but it's not gray plastic. So hell yes, like well done. Exactly. So, like and like I I I never give constructive criticism unless I'm asked for it. Like you know, like people will be like, oh yeah, dude, like check out this. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool, man. Like really love what you've done here. But I, I don't go, oh, well, what I would have done is this, this, this. But, like, yeah. if someone asked me, I'll be like, yeah, cool. Like, I'll take it privately and not in a public forum. It'll be like, okay, cool. Like, address it this way. And like, I'm not, like, a fucking golden demon painter or any by far from it. But, like, if someone asks for my advice, I'm happy to give it or happy to help. But I won't do it off the cusp because, like, you know, sort of respect of, like, the hard work someone's put into their stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I think when it comes to constructive criticism as well, I think what you've always got to be mindful of is, again, when we're talking about skill and where, where you're at in the hobby, it's like, if you've just painted your first mini and you say, oh, can I have some feedback? And then I fucking go in there with some, like, I don't know, like gold demon level kind of feedback. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. not, not going to be helpful. A, you're not going to be able to put it into practice. You haven't got the muscle memory. You haven't got the brush control. It's you, yeah. That skill is not there yet. It's like, yeah. I don't know. Like like you say, you've got to walk before you can run. But it's it's yeah. like you've just done your first 100-meter sprint, say, and going, oh, have you got any feedback to make me better? And then going, well, here's what Hussein Bolt does. He just runs <laughs> faster than you. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's like, no. It's like, run faster, faster, motherfucker. Yeah, run yeah. faster. Yeah, sprinting was a poor analogy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you gotta run faster dude like um do you wanna go into detail nah that's it no, i think you keep going move, you're move you're the runner, not me. <laughs> you're the runner. like i'm trying to paint sir thank you uh, <laughs> oh man how, how did you get in my house who are you <laughs> <laughs> man. um like another thing like when i think back is like we we're only small time like here in our podcast but like i think we've had some cool guests and we've had you we've had eric mm -hmm. we've had colin from cold open stories which yep. was Very fantastic cool, man. man well i could pick that guy's brain for hours what a guy yeah he's no, just that guy such a guy to talk was to. really really special yeah um please you know, return my like, calls colin just <laughs> please you got to stop yeah. calling him 50 times a day. If he um, answered, I wouldn't have to. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> you know, and, like, we we had on, like, one of my painting idols, like, you know, Duncan Rhodes. Mm -hmm. And 
that was just like I remember I was out for dinner and Bob messaged me. He's like, oh, are you sitting down? I'm like, yeah, like I'm sitting down for dinner. And he's like, dude, Duncan said yes. And I'm just like seeing that. That's so crazy. Yeah, I'm like it was the next 45 minutes at the table with like, you know, 15 people trying to explain who the fuck Duncan Rhodes is. Yeah. And why I'm like fucking geeking out at the table in the middle of a pub. But yeah, just that, you know. How is that? That's so cool that you guys got him. Dude, he's and he's we were like, I was fucking a nervous wreck <laughs> before this interview. I'm just like, oh, Sweating. I'm gonna fuck this up. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going to call him a cunt or something. I'm like, oh, God, what the fuck? Like, this is going to be bad. And, yeah, he was just, like, the most down-to-earth, like, guy, like, to speak to. He's like, oh, yeah, dude. such a nice dude. Just chill. Yeah, like, with, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, it's on my for sure. Of, uh, it's on the list to listen to. Um, yeah, check it out. He's such a nice guy. Um, but I remember, um, like, on the day of recording, because it was sort of around wintry time for us, it's like, the lead-up to Christmas, I think. Um, yep. and I was just, I was still in my onesie and, um, I was like, I've been talking about this and it was like, oh my God, to my, to my, my partner. I was like, oh my God, I've got this big interview. Like, this is crazy. This is just a big deal. This is Duncan Rhodes. He's huge. He's huge. I know you don't understand, but it's huge. He's fucking huge. <laughs> this is the Duncan Rhodes. You don't understand. <laughs> You're shaking her. <laughs> <laughs> but I had, um, I had my onesie on, right? And, and she was saying, Ooh, are you not going to put like a shirt on or something? And like put like get dressed up for this because it's like it's this big deal i know if it was me and like you were still just in your onesie i'd be like a little <laughs> bit like put out and i was like huh i've not considered this what if he does what if i answer and he goes oh you're in your onesie that's um okay i think <laughs> i think i misunderstood what this is we're gonna have to call it a date here um, oh no so i um so i shoved them um, my 40k christmas jumper on and put on a, a Santa hat, and I thought, that's close enough. This this feels appropriate. And I think the first thing he said when he picked up was, oh, sorry, gents, you'll have to excuse me. I'm still in my dressing gown and my pyjamas. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can we can we just, I think we just glazed over this fact that you own a onesie. Yeah, of course I do. Oh, my God. And this goes back to, and we were sort of brushing on this a little bit earlier as well. It's do whatever the fuck you want. Onesie is <laughs> fucking cozy, man. If you oh want to, I, if I'm, I'm a grown ass man. I want to wear a onesie. I'm going to wear a onesie. Fucking Pikachu onesie. Ah, <laughs> oh, Pikachu, all right. Fight the underwear and the control they have over in other, nether regions. If there is anything that the lockdown taught me, it is that comfort is significantly more important than what other people deem to be fashion. So <laughs> I think there's like one day it's viable weather-wise to wear a onesie in Australia. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just cooking yourself internally. <laughs> you just sat there, just sweat dripping off yeah. you in this onesie. It's like, no, I'm going to wear it. Take, take, it off, take it off, Johnny. No, I'm comfortable. <laughs> You don't understand. Yeah. You're overheating, Jono. Please have some water. <laughs> it's over so look. I don't like any of that. <laughs> oh, oh god. god. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, onesies aside. Onesies aside. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I highly recommend them. Everybody should get one. We'll sort out some sort of triple H onesie <laughs> thing. There you go. <laughs> it's um Ooh. It, it's you know what yeah i'm gonna make it happen we can make this happen oh dude no yes yeah oh yes jono 
Um, and then to be a photo shoot. Exactly. We'll do like it's like a Christmas photo shoot. You can wear the onesie. I'll wear the onesie. We'll both wear the onesie together and like just take loads of pictures have, and send it out for Christmas. Like, our faces on the butt flap. We get butt flap. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just being ridiculous, John. <laughs> Embroidered faces on the butt flap. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, that's perfect, I think, for any Christmas gift. Yeah. Any excuse to mention butt flaps in the episode. <laughs> butt flaps. Oh. Um that's gotcha. Um I remember the first time I saw Bub's butt flap. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw Um Yeah, so I think let's round this off. Like, we're still sort of like, and we, you know, we've got many years to come. Head on over to our Patreon and help support us so that we can continue to give this content. Um, we're sort of like still on our journey. Like, obviously, Lawhammer, you've sort of, I don't know, that, that chapter of your life has now closed. Do you feel like you you achieved the thing you set out to achieve from it? Yeah, 100%. And it's so interesting how kind of life works out. Mm -hmm. You know, like I had no intention of moving to a foreign country. Turns out it's awfully nice to have a community of people online that actually want to talk to me about something. Yep. When I move to a foreign country and I have no one. So like, it's so interesting how many times over the last year where even now this was so refreshing to be able to talk to, you know, some people who actually speak about 40k. And it just is, yeah, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I've just been so pleased that I've been able to just meet so many people. I have the craziest story too. So I have an Airbnb and uh, one of the guests that came by, he's like, oh, what's that? Is that a 40K tattoo on your chest? Because I have the Lorehammer logo on my chest. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I had a pretty big 40K podcast. And yeah, he, he had fucking heard of Lorehammer, man. He had heard of Lorehammer down on this island paradise in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, just, hey, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's surreal. That's so, insane. yeah, I would say I I set out for 100 people and I got a lot more than I intended. And I think that just shows, you know, what you're capable of doing if you just are consistent and you just apply yourself and you just be you, you know? Are you writing this down, Bob? I'm trying to. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. yeah. yeah well, to. like, yeah. if you want more advice like that, go check out Pillow Talk with Mark and B. Yes, that's right. That's Pillow Talk with Mark and B. Um, <laughs> also, you've got your other podcast, the Listener Law, which we've mentioned as well. Check out them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, if you listen to us and you haven't listened to Lawhammer, like, do yourself a favor and check it out. Um, but I, I feel like the amount of people, like you say, you it's a fucking big podcast. It's a big deal. Yeah. And I think most people that I speak to um, in the real world are like, yeah, I, I am aware of Lawhammer. I have listened to it. It's, um yeah, yeah it's wild. And it kind of like blows my mind a little bit as well. Like, because obviously, I don't know, how can I put it? Once upon a time, I tuned into a podcast. I'm now sat here speaking to you on i like i'd say we we talk like i feel like i know you and it's how do you get what i mean like it's weird yeah. those times like oh my They're god mark from lawhammer now it's just like oh hey mark hey mark from lawhammer yeah, yeah. Like, yeah how's panama yeah, yeah it's all good even one thing that was kind of very nice was uh you know we me and eric stopped doing lawhammer 
And we were then able to kind of pass this kind of mantle on to other people. Like, you know, I like to think, you know, you guys have a little bit of that kind of, yeah, that Lorehammer legacy, that kind of a little bit of that. Same with Cold Open Stories. Just as these kind of little influences and the legacy still remains. It's been nice, actually. Some things are just meant to end and, you know, you pass it on and it's great. Yeah, that's really nice. And you know what? What a wonderful little note to end the show on, I think. Um, any final thoughts, Jono? Um, sure. Last chance well, for any deep burning conversations, questions. Like, um, I've got no questions, man. Just more like a, a also, always a massive thank you for Lawhammer. Like the hours and hours and hours of content that you provided. Um, like I miss it. Um, every day. Like, every every fucking day i'm just waiting for that update um yeah like um your community like dude your your online discord community still grows to this day like so i think you've done wonders um obviously like without you and your podcast your discord i would never have met bob i would have never have like had the opportunity to to nerd out and talk to people that enjoy the stuff that we love talking about um yeah. yeah thank you but for on, like you know on taking the, the time out to flip talk. side of that man like you guys changed my life like you know i was just some shitty electrician and i thought that was my fate i thought that was gonna be okay buckle in you're gonna have to be hardy here you know but you guys yeah. since you listen since you guys enjoyed um yeah i was able to get out of that and you know not that i made huge money off lorehammer or anything but it got me out of that rut and I, I'm truly forever grateful for you guys because now I'm down in Panama and living the life that I think I actually want, you know, not the life that I thought I had to. Fucking so thank oh, you guys. Beautiful. Fucking beautiful. That's right. And th it, that goes to all of you, any of you listening right now, yeah. like fucking do the thing you love. Don't settle. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Go. Please. Like the world's a beautiful place. Go feather those nids. Move to Panama. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck it not gonna feather themselves like go be your best selves you fantastic people go on mm -hmm. get out of there go on wherever if you're listening on, right get, now go on get go do that thing that you wanted to do go do it right now and then support us on patreon and tell us about it <laughs> also shop at element games also check out pillow talking with mark and b and listen to lore exactly okay thank you thank you okay bye is, is is that how we're ending it? If you want Panamark's advice, never skip leg day. I used to be a fatty until I stopped <laughs> skipping leg day. took 35 minutes we're only 35 minutes late folks but we're here uh, we are finally finally here i apologize to both of you i am so sorry um you missed you missed like a little art display as well like you know that's your that's on you man that's on you man this that is, yeah. this is on me this is yeah. this is purely on me i have nobody to blame but myself um i will 
commence the limb grinding immediately. It's um <laughs> so penance. Penitent engines. No one you're so slow, you got no fingers over here there. You're all just nubs on the keyboard. <laughs> I tried yeah. to replace them with mechadendrites, but the technology just isn't there yet. It's just... We got the grinding technology, but we don't have the mechadendrite. It's damn. just they're just wires just flapping around. There's no control. It's just <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed, actually, it's funny you should, we're talking about keeping it light, Jono. You you talked about shark attacks with the last guest as well, I think. It's, it's, a, it's like it's like we're kind of proud about it, low-key. It's like, yeah, come to Australia, we got sharks. I've just realised, because obviously I edit it, and it was like, yeah, I'm sure it's like the Dunkel preamble. I think in the Eric one as well, you mentioned shark attacks. <laughs> a moment's silence, please. For who? For both of you. I'll count as soon. So three, two, 